Tough blow for Perth, although they do remain on top of the BBL ladder for season number 12. Joining us down the line to talk all about it is sports reporter for the West Australian, Jordan McArdle. Jordan, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, Geez, probably the two best teams in the BBL competition uh, this season. They went head-to-head, and while the Sixers coming out just on top, what were your thoughts on the match? Yeah, it was another good chapter of such an epic rivalry. They're the two most successful teams in in Big Bash history, seven titles between them, and yeah, you'd struggle to find a final where at least one of them isn't playing. So yeah, it it was one of those ones where um, the, the Scorchers looked real. They, they really did look in the hunt when uh, when Hobson and Eskenazi were together. But I felt like that um, the wicket of Hobson probably changed the momentum a little bit, and mm. Eskenazi was was struggling a little bit for for strike at times, and then um, he, he looked to be tiring a little bit as well. But um, yeah, it's one of those ones. I think um, I think they were probably due to, to drop one eventually. It was a pretty tough road trip three games in, in five days and you know facing all those test stars and that as well so um, I thought out of the three that was probably the the, the most likely game they, they were to drop well it's still not the end of the world like you said that they've still got half a game lead on on top of the ladder plus some, a real healthy net run rate as well so yeah I think um, I think they're, they're still in the box state for the minor premiership and obviously the uh, the home qualifying final at Oxford Stadium so yeah I'd I think they'll they'll bounce back on Wednesday against Hobart. Do they have enough firepower when it comes to a team like the Sydney Sixers, in which they will have to face? Uh, you'd expect, you know, come finals time. Do they have enough firepower to go up against the likes of a, a Sydney Sixers side? I think so. Yeah, I think the Scorchers' depth is is probably the best in the competition. That's why they've been so successful, even with all the the outs that they had to deal with pre-tournament and, and early on in the tournament as well. So. I think it's um, it's one of those ones that they probably struggled a little bit on a slower wicket. Just a, a couple of the shots that that were played, Inglis um, probably went at it. His his shot a little bit too quickly and ended up skying in the air. Turner was the same. He sort of skied in the air. So it was probably just about playing the the conditions at at the time. They probably just battled a little bit with that SDG deck, which looked super slow as well. One one fifty ended up looking like a a very good score in the end and one that the, the Sixers ended up defending. So I think they'll be um, pretty glad to see the the back of the SCG and hopefully mm. avoid it in finals. That's what makes that uh, that top spot all the more important when it comes to either getting a getting a home final at Optus Stadium or having to travel to the SCG where they, uh, they obviously just dropped the game yesterday. Well, they'll take on the Hobart Hurricanes coming up on Wednesday. So... Do you expect them to bounce back against uh, a side that, geez, they had a great win led by Tim David, uh, 76 unbeaten. He was on actually Sports Breakfast earlier this morning, so go check it out if you haven't heard it. Head to sportfm.com.au. But, uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on the Hurricanes' performance, uh, their win, and uh, how you think they'll fare against uh, the Scorchers here in Perth? I think they've got a really good batting. They're sort of, they're, they're sort of top six or seven is, is arguably the strongest in the competition, I think, with the likes of Ben McDermott. Uh, you got Darcy Short, Tim David coming off an unbelievable game mm. the other day. Uh, yeah, I, just, I think they've got a really well-rounded top six, top seven there. And, you know, all they need is sort of one or two of those guys to fire and they've got a, a very, very good score. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think Scorchers have the best bowling attack in the competition and, 
Hobart's probably the best batting in the competition. So, uh, yeah, I think these two sides match up really, really well. Um, and it's going to be a, a little side note. Claremont Netherlands Cricket Club could could have five players in the same game. I think that's mm. remarkable. Uh, yeah, remarkable nod to to their development program. They uh, yeah, they could have Tim David and and Joel Paris line up for the Canes, and then Matt Kelly, Nick Hobson, and, and Stephen Eskenazi for the Scorchers. So that would be um, yeah, be something pretty remarkable to have all five in the, in the same game. Well, looking forward to that game on Wednesday. As mentioned, the Scorchers will take on the Renegades coming up on Saturday. We've got a double pass to give away over the course of today's show, so be sure to listen out for that. Uh, what did you make of the Renegades' win over the Stars? It looked like the Stars were rolling onto another victory uh, at the Marvel Stadium, but to the Renegades, they pulled it back. They were led very well by their skipper in Aaron Finch. We got to hear him on the call. Uh, he was mic'd up. Yeah, what were your thoughts on the Renegades bouncing back to, to beat the Stars? It had a little bit of the, well, probably not to the extent, but Nick Hobson's wicket really changed the momentum in the, the Scorchers game last night. I felt that the wicket of Bo Webster probably did the same in the in the Stars Renegades game. I felt that was yeah, they, like you said, they were they were really cruising. It felt like they were going to get the, the target with a couple of overs to go, but mm. that wicket really slowed things down, and then they just they just battled from there. Larkin tried his heart out, but you know he was probably starved of a little bit of strike, and then just. You know, couldn't find the boundary as well. So, yeah, really, really good comeback there from the Renegades. And that, that puts another dagger in the Stars' season, doesn't it? They've been pretty disappointing this year. Uh, I think Renegades have been been one of the success stories this year. They've um, they've sort of battled at the, the bottom end of the, the ladder for quite some time now, but they've they've improved out of sight. And, you know, they just keep their uh, their finals hopes alive there as well. So they've, um, they've certainly um, shown that, they can bounce back after a couple of lean years. So I'm looking forward to seeing how their uh, their back end of the season pans out. Obviously, a big game against the Scorchers coming up for them as well. So, you know, a win there will put them right in the mix. Yeah. What's your tip for uh, for tonight's game, Stars and the Heat at the MCG? Uh, taking place in about an hour's time. How do you think that one will go? It's a tough one. They've probably been two of the more disappointing sides this year, the Stars and the Heat. The the Heat are just starting to find a little bit of form. I think the the fact that they've got Kawaja, Renshaw, and, and Labashane all all back in the side re- really helps their uh, their batting depth. So, yeah, probably the probably the Heat for mine just just because of the the inclusions that they've had, and you know they obviously had that that win the other day against the Strikers as well. So yeah, I'll, I'll back in the Heat, but yeah, I just don't think either side have really been that impressive this tournament, especially the. The stars, they've they've dealt with quite a few injuries, to be fair, but their their depth is probably just lacking a little bit at the moment. Uh, good news for our Aussie women over in Brisbane. Uh, winners by eight wickets against Pakistan. Bit of a rain affected matchup, uh, so they won via DLS method. Pakistan were eight for one sixty after forty overs. The Aussies have gotten it done. Uh, at two for 158 after just uh, well, just in the 29th over there, led by Phoebe Litchfield, unbeaten for 78. Meg Lanning was very good as well with 67, uh, eventually ball and court. Uh, although a, a great win for the Aussie women uh, there, Jordan, uh, in the first ODI. And, uh, yeah, they'll look to continue that form. How good Litchfield on, on debut as well. So that's um, that's a fantastic performance. On the international stage, and, and it's good to see Meg Lanning back as well. She, she took some, some time away from the game, but um, yeah, she's uh, she hasn't missed a beat, has she? Coming back 
already. She's been putting together some good domestic performances as well. So uh, nice to see a, a grade of the, the women's game and, and the game in Australia in general back on the, on the park because, yeah, the Australian team are a lot better for it. Speaking of Jordan McArdle from the West Australian on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, Jordan, you were at uh, Freo's training session earlier on today. How are they shaping up? Yeah, they're looking good. The, the midfield's going to be pretty uh, formidable, I think. There was uh, Sean Darcy up against Luke Jackson in the ruck. Sarong was rolling around there. Brayshaw, O'Meara, Matty Johnson, who I, I was super impressed with today in the, the match sim. Um, yeah, they, so they've got some remarkable depth, and that was without Matt Fife on the field as well. He uh, he was managed from from that one, um, and yeah, I just yeah, I'm I'm pretty bullish about Frio this year. I think they look ready to take the next step. I think they've recruited and, and drafted really well. They've obviously lost a few uh, through the off season, but I, I think they've certainly got the depth to cover that. So yeah, I think um, I think Frio fans should be pretty excited about what's in store. Uh, this year, it looks like their injury list is, isn't looking too bad either. There are only uh, probably four or five that, that weren't out there today. Fife didn't play. Nathan Wilson's obviously managing that, that broken finger. Tabiner and, and Chapman were a couple more, and their draftee Hugh Davies as well. Um, Roy Benning did limp off with uh, look like a right calf or right ankle issue during the match, Jim. So that's um, that's a little bit of a blow for him. He's um, yeah, he's done it. Tough a little bit in the AFL so far, just managing a few niggles here and there and just um, just his body in general. So let's hope he gets a, a bit more luck on the injury front this year. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, I think it's it's looking pretty good at Freo. I think they've got, um, yeah, like I said, remarkable depth and, um, and a pretty healthy list at the moment. So, yeah, things are certainly looking up after their maiden, or not their maiden finals appearance, sorry, but their, their first finals appearance in seven years. So... Yeah, I really think they, uh, they, they're ready to take that next step and potentially um, you know, hunt that top four berth that they came so close to getting last year. We're going to hear uh, what Bailey Banfield had to say earlier on today when he spoke to the press in just a few moments' time. But uh, before I do let you go, Jordan, big news on the day. Nick Kyrgios, he has withdrawn from the Australian Open with a knee injury. What are your thoughts on Nick Kyrgios pulling out of the Aussie Open? Oh, it's a really real shame, isn't it? He's um, you know not only holding a lot of the Aussie hopes, but he's just that draw card. He's just box office. I've said it to you before. He's probably the most exciting player to watch in in tennis, just because you don't know what you're going to get. There always something always happens during a Kyrgios game. So yeah, I think that's um, that's really disappointing, especially after his year last year was a really breakthrough year and you know almost one of those coming of age kind of years for, for Kyrgios so yeah to not have him in a in a home grand slam is um is pretty disappointing so yeah hopefully he's not sidelined side for too long and we get to see him back on the court soon because I, yeah I, I really do enjoy watching him play. Jordan a pleasure as always thank you very much for your time and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks Matt thanks for having me. Thank you there he goes Jordan McArdle.